Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Voice of Grace, the city of transformation, a place where we are helping people discover and fulfill their God-given destiny. I bless the Lord this morning for all that He has done for us and all that He continues to do for us. Thank the Lord this morning, giving us a breath of life, allowing us to see this morning, that our eyes can open this morning, our ears can open this morning, our mouth can open this morning, that we can speak this morning. I bless the Lord for you, your family, I want to say to you this morning again that I truly and sincerely appreciate you. I thank the Lord for you. I give God the praise for what he's doing in your life and through your life. This morning as we wrapped up, uh, wrap up um, Romans chapter 8. I want to draw your attention to verses 31 to 39, Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to 39. And I'm reading this morning from the New King James Version this morning. And it reads, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How should he and not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? Who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who died? And furthermore is also risen? Who is even at the right hand of God? who also makes intersection for us? Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or farming or nakedness or peril or sore? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as a sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, 
nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, or things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing shall separate us. Allow me to briefly speak with you on how deep the love of God goes. The love of God is deeper than any man, any woman can imagine. The love of God is so deep. For God so loves us that Paul asked the question, if God is for us, who can be against us? In other words, God is for you. It may not feel like God is for you. It may not smell like God is for you. It may not taste like God is for you because you're going through the curbs. You're going through some hardships. You're going through some darkest moment. You're going through some turbulence. So it doesn't feel like God is for you. But I want you to know tonight or this morning that God is for you. God is for every one of us. If not, he would not have sent his son, Jesus, to die for you. God is for you. That's number one for you and I to know that the love of God is everlasting. God is not in love with you just only to get from you. God is in love with you. He loves you. And his loves go deeper than the love of man. Man is in love with you only to get what he can get from you. Man's love sometimes is manipulating. That only manipulate you. They want to do these things because they want to promote themselves and their agenda. But with God, it's different. God's love is not manipulative. He's not trying to manipulate you. He genuinely loves you. How do I know? Because God did not spare his own son. God did not spare his own son. He delivered his son for us. That's how I know. And if God, who did not spare his own son, but rather give his son, what make you think he cannot give us all things according 
to his will. Sometimes you've been praying for things and God said, wait. Sometimes he says no. And the reason why he says no is because sometimes he knows that we're not cut out for it. We're not cut out for it. And he knows that when we get that thing, that thing probably could hurt us, destroy us, kill us. It could be the thorn in our flesh. But God is the only one who knows. But I want you to know that if he didn't spare his son, it tells you that he loves you. And his love is deeper than you can think. He loves us so much that he justifies us. He justifies us. God's love, my brothers and sisters, all my brothers and sisters, God's love is deeper than you can imagine. He's on your side. He is with you. He gave up his son for you. And he justifies you. And if he justifies you, who is he to condemn you? No one can condemn you. Remember how Paul said, those who are in Christ, there is no condemnation for them. He comes down here again and says that, who is he who condemns you? It is Christ who died. And Christ died to set you free, to deliver you, to take away your shame, your guilt, so that you won't be separated from him. And look at the last or the other thing that he does. Not only does God were say, God is for us. God did not spare his son, but rather gave his son. God will not bring charges against us because he has justified us. God is not here to condemn us because his son Jesus had already paid the price. And then if you notice again, God's son is interceding for us. That's how deep his love go, goes. He reminds me of Job, who was always praying for his children, always interceding for his children, always going out. The love of God goes deeper than we can imagine. God is for us. God gave us his son. He gave up his son for us. 
he justifies us and his son is interceding for us so then Paul asks the question what then should separate us from the love of God if God is doing all of this for us because his love goes that deep what should separate us then from that love if God loves us so genuinely what should separate me from such a love because he's not manipulating me he's not using me to get his aim accomplished he just loves me then what should separate me from such an awesome and beautiful love shall tribulation separate me from the love of God no God still loves me in the midst of tribulation in the midst of distress in the midst of persecution God still loves me in the midst of defying me in the midst of nakedness God still loves me and I have it today but I know that he loves me and if you and I fully understand how much God loves us we will love one another and nothing will separate us from the love of God no matter it be a conflict no matter it is a disagreement it will not separate us Paul asked it's this question. Paul asked us this question. And Paul goes on to say, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. It was for my sake that Jesus Christ was slaughtered. It was for my sake that he was killed. And if he was killed for my sake, what about you and I today? Think of your brothers and sisters. What should separate us from the love of God? Paul says yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us you are more than conqueror it may not feel like it because you are faced with tribulations it may not feel like it because you were faced with distress It may not feel like that because of the persecutions you are going through, the suppression, the hardships. But Paul says, through it all, in all things, not some, but in all things, we are more than conquerors 
through him who loved us. So my brothers and sisters, I am persuaded. I am convinced. Without a shadow of doubt that death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things created or present or things to come nor height nor death nor any other created thing shall separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus if death could not separate Jesus from us then nothing can separate us nothing should separate us from his love I encourage you to love one another and don't allow conflict to separate y'all I admonish you this morning to love the Lord just as he loves you. His love goes deeper. Deeper and deeper than you can imagine. Love God. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God make his face to shine upon you. And may God be gracious unto you. Be blessed.